Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. John 1, 3, and 5. This is our relationship. This is how we operate. This is how we do what we do. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. So don't try to explain God's light to darkness because darkness won't always comprehend what it is that God have told you in secret. John 15, 5 through 8, watch this. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me. And I in him bears much fruit. Because apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. So we're wasting time spinning wheels like a hamster in the cage if we're trying to do something without God. Come on, tell yourself, I need God. I need God. I need God. I need God. I need him. He gives us the consequence of not needing him. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a branch and dries up. And such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and are burned up. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. The church has always had the second part. Ask whatever you want. And it will be done for you. And then when they don't get it, they get upset. But the first part says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. My father is honored by this. That you bear much fruit and show that you are my disciples. So here are two more lessons. We need to have a deep-seated belief in the finished work of Christ. It's number three, a deep-seated belief. 
that everything we need has already been worked out. That everything that's going to happen is foreordained, preordained. All we have to do is walk with God. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man. What God had prepared for those who love him. Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you really love him? Yes. Hallelujah. John eleven twenty five to 27. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. This was a personal affirmation. If you study the text very closely, Mary, Martha, took off. She was in the house with all of the weepers and mourners. She was in the house with the, with the uh, red velvet cake and the... But when she heard Jesus was coming, something in her spirit said, I got to get away from all this foolishness. Because these folk obviously can't help me. So watch this. This was a personal affirmation just for Martha. And God will allow people to experience your blessing, but the blessing is just for you. John 11, 28 through 31, New King James Version. And I want you to catch this. Because Martha was walking in the realm of impossibility, going to see Jesus perform a work while everyone else came to see a mundane emotional display because of the death of a man. Martha wasn't going because of the death of a man. She was going because she was with the son of man. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly, what, listen, secretly called Mary, her sister saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. Girl, you better come on. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, they followed her saying, she's going to the tomb to weep. So we're going to go and comfort her. So number four, and I got one more point after this. Hold on. Dismiss all hindrances or hindering spirits from your life. My mother used to say, thin out. She said, just disappear, just make up something, be gone. And do what you gotta do. Take care of your business. First Thessalonians 2, 17 and 18, New King James Version. But we brethren, having been taken away from you for a short time and presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your faith with great desire. Therefore, we wanted to come to you. Even I, Paul, time and again, 
but Satan hindered us. There is a such thing as hindering spirits. You ever pray and can't keep focus? That's a hindering spirit. Come mm, on, uh, you better catch it. You ever try to read and your mind just... It's a hindering spirit. And you got to call that thing out. I plead the blood over that thing. Give me my focus back. Give me my prayer back. Give me my mind back. Martha had distanced herself from the crowd in order to meet Jesus. In order to evolve, you have to separate yourselves from the familiar. And you need a singular focus on God's will for your life. Hebrews 12.1, King James Version. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with, about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Drop the weight, drop the sin. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Whatever's holding you back, drop it. Say it, drop it. Say it again, drop it. Let it go. Let it go so you can go, so you can flow, so you can experience, so you can become. Before I get to this last section, I want to help somebody because there are people here under the sound of my voice right now that you've come under that captivity of Lodabar, that barren place. I mean, you actually feel that you can't achieve, that you can't become, that there's too much sin in my life, there's, and I can't seem to let it go, but you can let it go, it's just that you hold on to that, because that's your comfort zone, you can control that, but you can't control this, you don't know what's going to happen if you let go. But I can tell you this, if you let go, God will grab hold of you. God will grab hold of your disbelief. God will grab hold of your unbelief. God will grab hold of you and take you to deeper depths and higher heights in him. Just waiting for you to let go that Ishmael. I got Isaac. I got Isaac. I got your Boaz. You got to let go. Lay aside every weight and every sin. Last thing I want to talk about today is embracing God's unique disposition for you. The last lesson to understand is that God is not like us. His ways are not like our ways. His heart is tender towards the folly of men. He knows that we are yet dust. I need you to get that. Yes, we messed up, but God knows. Psalms 103 and 14 tells us. But this is the thing that I was alluding to earlier, 2 Peter 3 and 9. 
the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering toward us. And not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So all we need to do is repent with a deep contrition to turn away from what we were doing. He deeply loves, he loves deeply and he cares because of the scope of our imaginations and dreams that are consistent with his will. I will perfect those things that concern you, Psalms 138 and 8. Do you know that God is a protector and nurturer? God has plans for us in spite of our proclivity to sin. Romans 6, 20, 6 and 3, the net Bible. Now the law came in so that transgression may increase. The law points out our sin. But where sin increased, grace multiplied all the more. I want you to know that his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient in our time of weakness. I want you to know that God is not finished with us. That God is not through with us. That God is not finished with us. That God has a plan for our life that goes beyond our imagination. I want you to know that God wants you to see what you don't see. That God wants you to hope in the realm that you don't hope in. I want you to know that God loves you. He loved Lazarus. He loved Mary. He loved, loved Martha. And if he loved them, he loves you. It doesn't mean that Mary was perfect, that Martha was perfect, that Lazarus was perfect. He didn't do it because they were perfect. He did it because it was in the will of his father. Stop denouncing the will of the father because of your imperfection. Tell somebody God wants to do something in your life. But you got to let God be God and let man be a liar. Let God do what he wants to do. Let God say what he wants to say. Let him reveal himself any way he wants to reveal himself. For the power is not in us, but the power is in a treasure that's inside of us. So we can't believe that God can't do it. Because the power inside of us is the excellency of the power of Christ. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Stir up the gift right now in the name of Jesus. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir up the power. Stir up the authority. Stir up your belief. Believe like you used to believe when you first got saved. When you walk by faith and not by sight. Believe. Would you just believe? Do you believe? Can he do it? Won't he do it? Why won't he do it? He can do it. Nothing's impossible to God. Whoa. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know about you. I just believe that he's able. He's able. I believe something is happening right now. I believe.
believe someone just dusted the cobwebs off of their faith. I believe there's power flowing from heart to heart, mind to mind, and breast to breast. I believe that something's happening in this sanctuary right now. Oh! Tell somebody it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening for me, it's happening for you, it's happening just because it's happening, not because I'm better, but because he's better. Somebody praise him in here. Come on, praise. Praise him for somebody else who can't praise right now. You gonna reap what you sow. I want to read something before we go. Because some people, you just get it all twisted. You just think you got to be so much. No, we got to strive to do the best we can. But perfection isn't the best you can. Perfection is the best he can. Can I read this for you just a little bit? Yeah. Promise you, I ain't gonna say nothing now. The last three pages of my notes done disappeared anyway. <laughs> Praise be to Jesus. Amen. Psalms 103, verse 8. You guys have it. I want you to leave with this in your spirit. The Lord is merciful. Read it slow. I don't want you to leave with that in your spirit. He's merciful. And gracious. Slow to anger. See, he's not like us. You already think he's mad at you. His ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. As far as the heavens are from the earth. Slow to anger. Abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. You, you catching this? Nor punished us according to our iniquities. Aren't you glad? Some of us will be literally vaporized. I mean, seriously, just a pile of ashes sitting in the pew. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. Do you respect him? If you do, great is his mercy toward you. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him or respect him. For he knows our frame. He remembers 
that we are dust. Come on, put your hands together. All over the place. Can you bless them? Does that help? It's going to be okay in spite of ourselves. What did Bishop say Wednesday? Hold on. See, to me, this pandemic is setting us up for miracles. It's setting us up for impossibilities. But you've got to see what you don't see. You can't see all the division. You can't see all of the cancel culture. You can't. That stuff's going to be here. Those of us who read the scripture that's been here since the beginning of time. But the question is, in the midst of all of this, can you see God? Lord, as we stand, our hearts humbled in your presence. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. There's power in your presence. There's hope in your presence. There's health in your presence. There's healing in your presence. There's strength in your presence. There's wisdom in your presence. Lord, do it. For the person that's stuck in Lodabar, who believes that their life is over, that there's no hope for them, I pray, Lord God, that they encounter a resurrection moment. A moment where they see, behold, the glory of God. Do something unique in their lives, Lord God, unprecedented. And that for those of us who've had unprecedented encounters, let us remember what you did before. Let us remember that you are the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. And that the same God that did impossible things in our earlier years, when we were in our 20s and teens and 30s, let us believe that that same God has a credible and tangible witness in our 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And let us strive to have a Caleb anointing, knowing that we're as strong as we were then, as strong as we are now. That every promise and every prophetic word that you've ever uttered in our space shall come to pass because your word does not return unto you void. Make legitimate believers, authentic believers out of every one of the sound of my voice. Let us have an expectation beyond expectation, vision beyond vision, hope beyond hope, faith beyond faith. 
our disposition sitting in the same place wearing the same clothes but let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in us so that when we leave this place we have an expectation that our lives are being transformed our minds are being renewed and that our hearts are stayed on you and Lord we thank you we glorify you we honor you we celebrate you we magnify your holy name we join the angels in heaven in a glorious celebration glory 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 the trees are rejoicing the rocks are crying out and we're celebrating with all creation the glory of the one and only sovereign God El Shaddai and we love you and we promise to love you for the rest of our lives in Jesus name in Jesus name see you high and lifted up Shining in the light of your glory Pour out your power and love As we sing holy, holy, holy I see you highly lit up And you're shining in the light of your glory Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Y'all sing it real sweet, say I want to see you. Say, open the eyes, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Come on, somebody say, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Oh, I want to see you. Listen, we want to maintain this atmosphere of worship 
And one of the first things that I've learned to know and understand about God is that giving is a part of worship. Amen. When we sow into the kingdom of God, we worship God in spirit and in truth. When we pay our tithes and we pay our offerings and we just sow because we love him. God blesses that and God honors that and it gives God the glory. But not only that, it'll bless your homes. It'll bless your children's children's children. Amen. 